3: Kids, do you like professional wrestling? Well, we like professional wrestling, too. This is Shake Them Ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins, along with Chris Novembrino. Coming up, our preview of what I am calling the most important pay-per-view in AEW's history. Your mileage may vary. Uh, Ooh! Geez. I do. I, th- I think. I think it's a very, very important pay per view for the future of AEW.
2: Yeah, Tony uh, Schiavone is the perfect guy to announce it. It could be the, the most biggest important
3: pay per view to... in the history of our. Sp- no, I'm not going that far, and I'm not saying the ship be sinking. I'm just saying, uh, Chris, you are a fan of the stock market. I'm saying that there are resistance levels and there there is support, and uh, I think we are hitting a major uh, major uh, level of resistance and it needs to break through a little bit but uh more on that later i was gonna come in ball of fire like reggie hammond in the great another 48 hours saying, i have been having a very bad day my car was stolen my power was out mostly yesterday but i have calmed down i have calmed down because uh within the news and i'm just going to uh I'll put this to you, Chris, because uh, I, I found this pretty. Other people may not, because but I'm sentimental and I'm old. So I'm going to go with it uh, in, in the observer this week, uh, covering the funeral of Jerry Jarrett, who we talked about uh, last week. Uh, it turns out there was a sealed letter for him to, to be read at his memorial. And uh, this is what it said. It says, I realize that in your hearts and minds that I might be larger than a life. On occasion, and perhaps on other occasions, I failed to rise to your expectations. In death, we all choose the former and forget the latter. In this celebration of my life, I hope you will remember that I was both. I hope you will know that I was both a brave man and a coward, a very smart man and a very dumb man, a very successful man, yet a man who failed often. At times, I was the very best of you and also the worst of you. I hope you will realize that my greatest achievement in life was you. Each of you are my ex... Uh each of you are my eternity listen to god and allow him to guide you love dad i liked it I, i don't know it sounds like a very heartfelt promo on the way out and i dug it
2: i like it too um i think it's so easy to make this revisionist history about the departed where yeah. we we make them into saints um i am thinking or
3: or we go hard the other way if we didn't like say their politics or something to that effect And oh that guy was a horrible human being people are complex
2: yeah yeah um and that i I think it's important to take full stock of of their work I mean you know um but i I think in this particular case it's it's directed at family members yeah. Yeah. not to yeah and because i i can think of uh a friend of the family um who, who died and um
3: oh your family sorry i yeah the n- jared family no 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 not
2: not not of the jared family i mean i'm, I'm sure i can I go
3: to lawler for a second they're, they're in wrestling
2: so there's there'd be a lot of people uh but uh no i, I am thinking specifically uh from like my own family friend of our, our family um where uh, the husband died and he uh, was a less like, was really not that great of a person in the intervening years since his death. Like he has been revised by his widow up to be like a saint of sorts. (laughs) And it's actually kind of sad because it's like, no one wants to be like, Okay, but
3: uh you know uh, well, his, well, his wife loved him for all his faults. so I mean, <laughs> I understand uh, how dare you put him up as a saint, but I mean was was he her world?
2: uh I mean you know like they were together, but like I mean it, the, the the cause of his death was also due to like selfishness like his pre- his death was premature and it was because of selfish decisions.
3: You gotta piss on my grave, Chris. That's where it's going.
2: I mean, Hawkins, you know, like <laughs> the book is yet to be written.
3: I don't know where, I don't know how to transition to anything from that, Chris. Yeah, this friend of mine died, but he wasn't very cool, and his wife propped him up.
2: I mean, <laughs> you know, all, all I could do is, is speak the truth. This is podcast verite. <laughs> Of the high (laughs) of the highest order, people come. People come. No, 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 no. no, no, Don't move on. People come to this show.
3: Oh, I said, well, so what? move on so bad, No,
2: no. People come to the show for the authenticity. They they wait their week.
3: They come for the garlic bread. What are are we doing?
2: They are they're looking for something real every week on Uh, this (laughs) fantastic network in this life.
3: Oh. So, yeah, my car was stolen, by the way, and I All recovered right, so, if It was time.
2: recovered. It's good. Yeah. Good. Good.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, opening up, if, if you think wrestling is petty, it is uh, Peacock picked up streaming of the Reels Network. It will be broadcasting Reels programming if you have a Peacock subscription. Oh, but with the exception of MLW programming, watched by 97,000 people each week. Which is a fairly good number because Reels is a growing, uh, growing network. But uh, because of the exclusivity uh, contract in uh, with WWE, the four-hour block uh, when when MLW is shown and then they repeat a best of and then they do the West Coast feed or something to that effect uh, will not be streamed. And uh, Reels will be ending its run after 10 episodes, or uh, MLW will be ending its run after 10 episodes are shown on the Reels service. Chris, we're still in a wrestling war.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how MLW is going to come back and beat WWE finally, <laughs> Jeff.
3: 7,000 people, that's not even like 10% of the SmackDown audience.
2: I'm starting to think (laughs) WWE might win this one between them and MLW.
3: (laughs) It feels like a ten-seven round. I don't know. Uh, And I like court power. We we talk a bit, but man, I first, the case gets thrown out. And now this, I'm just like, man, he can't win for losing. Um, Elsewhere, Brett DiBiase, the son of Ted DiBiase, who was with WWE for a few years, including a brief period on the main roster, pled guilty on March 2nd for a federal charge related to wrongfully spending welfare money that was supposed to go to needy families in Mississippi. DiBiase worked from 2008 to 2011, mostly in developmental, and retired due to recurring knee problems. Uh, He's facing up to five years in federal prison and $250,000 in fines for his guilty uh, plea. On the charge of conspiracy to defraud the federal government, John Davis, the Mississippi Department of Human Services Executive Director from 2016 to 2019, pleaded guilty in September for wrongfully spending money. On on Brett DiBiase, including spending one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in welfare money for DiBiase to go to drug rehab in Malibu, California. That is a swanky place that he went. Investigators say former DHS workers created invoices to pay DiBiase for teaching classes about drug abuse. Now, why do I bring this up other than the DiBiase family? Well, this is also the same criminal investigation where Brett Favre is allegedly um uh, guilty of doing very similar things, diverting funds from 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 uh uh COVID for say uh sports programs and stuff like that. I say allegedly because Pat McAfee is being sued by Brett Favre. Brett Favre's lawyer says he's going to bankrupt Pat McAfee, former SmackDown co-host, hopefully soon to return. Chris, tread lightly, but any thoughts on this? <laughs>
2: Well, I don't want to get sued by Brett Favre. No, <laughs> he he apparently has powerful attorneys. Yes, uh, I think that people who do this sort of thing are th- like the biggest sleazes to have this much money, but like try to take advantage of loopholes and scam yeah. to get even more. Mo- I mean, it's it's. It's like the lowest of the low.
3: Allegedly, on uh, Brent Forrest, behalf. We want to say that well, to the I, I, high-powered I, I, I lawyers never, who wish I to bankrupt people. people.
2: I, I said people who do these yes, sorts of things. Yes, I do.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah yes.
2: That's, I said it like that allegedly. for a reason. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, like, there are people who really... I don't have to put allegedly in there.
3: No, you don't. I am putting it in there. Okay. I'm covering our asses. It's alleged. Take okay. that. Ha. Ha. Come get us uh, in other Jewish, Jewish jurisprudence. She's talking Jeez. news. Okay. All right. It's Shabbos. Gonna everybody. My <laughs> last, it's going to be my last show. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> Joel Pearl, friend of the seal. He'll, he'll forgive me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeff Hardy. Uh, his DUI case has been closed. Uh, it was closed uh, before we, or right after we went to uh, print last week. Uh, via the Louisa County Court records here is his sentence a 38 day county jail sentence with 38 days credit for time served 2 years probation 4586 in fines and court fees that's 4586 a 10 year suspension of his license <laughs> 2 years with an interlock device and 90 day vehicle impoundment he has 10 years suspension off his license. Why is the vehicle... Impel- Never mind. I'm
2: confused oh. what the interlock is for, then. Like, why would you need an interlock if you can't <laughs> drive? <laughs> for,
3: let's see. The 10 years are suspended on the license, but for two, he can't get his car started. Uh, Court-mandated DUI what? school or drug rehab program and the ever-popular community service. I think by our tone, you can tell we talked about this when he was arrested I hate to come down hard on someone with addiction problems but this is a man who rented a car with already a suspended license drove drunk got into an accident this is not his first merry-go-round I just don't know, Chris. I know that there are two different systems of justice, one for celebrities and the wealthy and the powerful, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I know he is trying to control his demons. I know, I know, I know. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Look. <laughs> I just take an unbelievably dim view on repeat offense drunk driving incidences um i i will even say i look at first type offenses in a different way people have a night where they have too many drinks get behind the wheel but like when you have multiple offenses like this i think the law should take an extremely dim and stern view on this stuff and to do anything otherwise endangers the other people on the road So I think that the courts failed the people of the state here. Yeah, okay, this guy is, you know, not going to be allowed to drive for 10 years, theoretically. But the issue with him already was that, you know, having a suspended license didn't stop this guy from trying to drive a car. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think... I think that people who do these sorts of things, especially when it's on this this many times, they need to go to jail for a long period of time. like that the, they need to be severely punished. Um, it's the only way. They, they've proven that they cannot be safe on a day-to-day like that because any given night Jeff Hardy might get loaded and decide to get behind the wheel of an automobile again.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, when he when he rejected rehab from WWE, I think that said everything I needed to hear. Quite frankly,
2: right? Yeah, especially we're talking about the specific person here. This, this is a guy who is pretty unrepentant about his substance abuse issues. Oh,
3: but this time it's court mandated and court
2: mandated <laughs> repentance.
3: Yes, that that'll make people repent. I'm <laughs> sorry, my law and orderness is coming out. I will I will drop the subject. Um. Uh, personnel news Eddie Edwards re-signed with Impact I think that's perfect for him I'm not sure Ring of Honor might bring him back in this new iteration and he continues to re-sign and sign again with Impact I think he's solid for them Um, neither of us watch Impact on the reg I watch it sporadically when I'm bored on a Thursday and I don't want to watch classic wrestling but you know and I, I assume Davey Richards will probably be eventually back in Impact as well. I think he's doing a card, as a matter of fact.
2: I, I mean, look, the the Wolves are, you know, a kind of classic Impact-y sort of tag team, so.
3: Your boy Shane Haste showed up, Chris. You happy?
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, like, there's really only one question here. Is he or is he not working as the beloved character slapjack
3: no he is not
2: then i don't care <laughs> shove it
3: that's what i wanted to hear that's my boy uh shah samuels is guest coaching in the pc this week i where is noam dar and Shaw samuels on my tv because they are utterly ridiculous and utterly needed i think
2: Yeah, I like I like Shaw Samuels a lot. Caught you by um, surprise there, didn't I? <laughs> no, I I was dealing with a a cat thing. Um, uh-huh. no. Um, I like Shaw Samuels a lot. Uh, in particular, he just brought so much to the Gnome Dar act. Like, yeah, he he was like the perfect foil, and you know he's kind of like he, he's a sneaky good obnoxious mid card heel, kind of like. No, I mean just spitballing here. Shaw, Samuel's, and Grayson Waller would be delightfully obnoxious together.
3: Yes, I I think Shaw Samuel's strength is that mid card enforcer character, and and you know I, I, he doesn't need to be the heavy. He needs to be the inept heavy, and and I think uh, I think it works for him. I, I uh, yeah, and he, and he had some uh, who was the the, the kid with the uh, with the mohawk.
2: Oh, I liked that
3: guy. Yeah, so did I. And they had a couple of bangers of matches in NXT UK. Yeah, they UK. did.
2: Yeah, they did. What was his
3: name? I can't remember it. I can't yet.
2: remember it. Off. Yeah,
3: I mean they have they have done that NXT UK roster dirty in so so many ways. Even the people that they've kept and put on TV. So, uh, injury news: Anna Jay uh, suffered some dislocated ribs in that table spot with Willow Nightingale, and uh, <sighs> Ty Mello has not been on uh, TV. Because of a bulging disc in her back. Mm. Uh, any comments on that, or can we move on?
2: Uh, no comments.
3: Okay, perfect. Uh, ratings news: AEW Dynamite, eight hundred and thirty-three thousand viewers, down from over a million for the big announcement by Tony Khan. Number three of the night for cable original, still so it did fairly well. But you had almost a 200,000 viewer drop off for your go home show for a pay-per-view, which will go into my uh, explanation when we get into the dynamite or uh, not dynamite preview, but revolution preview.
2: Yeah, uh, show clearly needs more Tony Khan on it every week. (laughs) Uh, you, You can look at the numbers a couple of weeks prior that that Khan handoff to Adam Cole was just dynamite. And uh, it, you could very easily imagine hundreds of thousands of people tuning in for that.
3: Uh, for for Raw, the Firefly, was it Raw or SmackDown? I can't, last week's SmackDown, I can't tell. But anyways, Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa at Firefly Funhouse and Paul Heyman did 2.367 million viewers and 809,000 the 18 to 49. Ray Mysterio versus Karrion Cross. So this is SmackDown from last week, and post match with Dominic taunting Ray did two point three million viewers and eight hundred nineteen thousand and eighteen to forty nine. The final segment with Jimmy Uso and Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa did two point four million viewers and a show high eight hundred sixty thousand. Sami Zayn did not get cooled off by the loss.
2: No. Um that's certainly one way of looking at it. I mean, another way of, is just that like Sami Zayn his interactions with the bloodline remain the biggest point of interest and intrigue for people. Um and he's the story is so strong that it, it is keeping and even adding people in to catch the final segment.
3: I, I agree. We will uh we'll use that to uh transition into the lazy river of wrestling criticism whatever we watched whatever came to mind in terms of wrestling this week we can speak about here no matter the tv show no matter the promotion and at the end i have made this now a uh i have made a uh, editorial change to keep people listening or at least to fast forward from here oh uh, <laughs> revolution preview will be the last thing we do so we will go to aew last so anything else is fair game chris and i will let you begin
2: all right, so uh, we are in the midst of a wrestling war, as you mentioned, and uh, <laughs> you you have you've got certain up and comers, uh, AEW, uh, MLW. They have been struggling to find their foothold in this wrestling war, and I mean it's a, it's a tricky time. It's it's a difficult business, but there is one new promotion that that launched this week that I. I'll be honest with you, Jeff. I think it's got the ability to invade the cultural zeitgeist. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah no, no. I I, I, I mean that from, from the bottom of my heart. I'm talking, of course, about Moist Wrestling League, which <laughs> undoubtedly everyone listening to this show has Wait, already... we have an
3: MLW and an MWL?
2: Yes, yes, the MW the MWL, the Moist Wrestling League.
3: Moist Wrestling League, you say.
2: Yes, Moist. M-O-L. Oh, do tell. Do yeah. tell.
3: Uh,
2: well, this is this is launched by beloved YouTuber Charlie, aka Penguin Zero, aka Moist Critical. Uh, and he, he is he, he's passionate about the business. And and unlike a lot of promoters who are are the son of somebody. And they, you know, they they come from money. This this is one man with a dream, Jeff. A dream of bringing back the wrestling of our youth.
3: How how so? I, I'll bite. How so? Uh
2: by shooting short wrestling episodes. Uh, they put out the first one this week. Oh, uh,
3: okay, it, it, I'm I'm. Uh, the question is being begged. Yes. By tens and tens of people listening. Oh yeah, no, I
2: know, I know, I can hear them. I can this, I can hear this, them yelling and this screaming. This show, at me. this show is electric.
3: Why is it moist?
2: Because it, he goes by like moist penguins. It's like it, this is his brand.
3: Oh, I thought maybe you know they, they put water no. on themselves. Okay, no, what's, what's no. the hook of this wrestling?
2: Um, that it is. Like, uh, I mean, it's a semi ironic wrestling promotion or it's like a very, I mean, we've had
3: interspecies wrestling promoters on here before when Rob was uh, when Rob was running the show. So so nothing will surprise me at this point.
2: No, no. I mean, in this case, they just have like over the top characters like Dow Jones, who is like a caricature of the million dollar man. Uh, this
3: this,
0: this,
2: no no jeff jeff like i'll give you the plot of this fantastic the 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 baby face is named chainsaw he's from russia he's kind of a rusev like character um in 2008 during the financial crisis he lost everything including his wife and he's been bitter ever since and like in this episode he's going up against dow jones who he blames (laughs) For the 2008 financial crisis, is
3: Dow Jones the man of 500 moves? Uh
2: I he does a moon salt. I, I I don't know that. I, <laughs> I I wouldn't say he does 500 moves. It's it's, 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 it's from the second rope.
3: I'm gonna start the lazy river. Ever
2: so like it, it's it's <laughs> exciting. I um we also got introduced this week to Commissioner Phillips. Um, who who was on vacation but came back from vacation. Of course re- he was. Yeah, and he was on vacation. Um, and he came back from vacation to referee the match. But it turns out Commissioner Phillips is completely crooked. Um, so so that's that's honestly that could be a big problem for the promotion.
3: I hate you so much right now. Uh-
2: <laughs> well no, I just I just think that if people listening to this show are looking for a little bit more action. I- in the ring. Go and check it out.
3: Uh, I will also uh plug my friend uh Josh Tariff's um promotion, Wrestling Pro Wrestling, which is having a show during WrestleMania weekend. Uh it, it, it's also a little campy and I, I, I dig it. I, I I like camp in my wrestling. I I do like I do like the comedy wrestling, the, the soft style, so to speak. It, it's it's nice. All right. I'll go to WWE then. Um Your new women's tag team champions, Becky Lynch and Lita. Lita um, has seen better nights in terms of in the ring. It was all mostly to get Trish Stratus out there to attack Aunt Pam, so that I think they are going to be paired off for a WrestleMania moment. But where does this leave damage control? Because, my God, (laughs) they, uh, Chris, you know I love me some Eo, and you know I love me some Dakota. I hated this act because it did nothing for anybody in this act.
2: It was a pointless faction. Yes, that didn't really build anything. Uh, I mean, if anything, I guess I guess you could say it helped Bailey further solidify her heel character and like like. Yeah, she's like refined and made some tweaks during the damage she's control. She's more goofy.
3: She's goofy heel now as opposed to angry heel.
2: Also true. Like, you know, the more you're talking me into this, damage control is a pretty lousy faction.
3: I yeah, I just, I, it, it's it's not the sum of its parts. That That's how I will give the post mortem. I don't know if they're done. I don't know if we're doing a multi team tag. I don't know if it's. I, just no, be- I feel
2: like at WrestleMania, it's still going to be like damage control versus the three of them. But like
3: it, it could be. Um, I, I fully expect Becky and Leah to be paired with uh, you know, the Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey for the tag tiles and maybe like a gauntlet match that lasts 30 minutes, and then you have Natty and and for some reason we've decided to team Tegan Knox with Natty. Why? Uh, you know, Rachel and and, and uh Liv get all the women on there, etc, cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. I just um, I
3: don't I don't have I don't have any thing with uh, that I I don't know I like Becky I like Seth Rollins it's just I I hate these characters that they're playing they're far too
2: they're ham
3: I, they're hamming that's that's the perfect word they're ham and so is Bailey yeah and they're t- and they're and they're coached to ham but it's a bad ham type of thing it's it's a not connected hamming type of thing. It's not, like, uh,
2: it's what? just like literally the stage direction for be- Becky and Seth really feels like just be over the top.
3: Yes, no that 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 nails it. Um, your turn.
2: Um, okay, let's see what else happened on our WWE television this week. Um. I'm trying to see what stuck I'm like looking at it. Would exterior. you like me to bring up a topic? yeah, give me give me a topic.
3: I really liked tonight's we are taping this on Friday night after SmackDown. I really liked the for the most part the Cody Roman uh face off. I think it, it it's it's so. For me as an actor slash performer or former actor slash performer, I don't know if I'm still an actor to be honest with you. I, I I do love the patience of both of them talking to you to each other and enunciating and getting the getting the point across. My one quibble is that it feels like the nuance is too small for the environment. These are promos that should be. Studio wrestling or, say, on a platform somewhere in the arena taped for television, but the people can hear it or something to that effect. These are not arena promos that these guys are cutting on each other. These are personalized. Waiting, building the drama, building the drama and then doing the cut line to them. And to me, it doesn't. They're looking for big reactions from small lines, and I don't think they're getting the reactions from the audience they want. Because they want when 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 Roman says, uh, you know what he's what he said about you, and he takes those few beats, and he's building the tension, and he's expecting you know everybody to kind of get that, you know that 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 that, that quiet stillness, and they he says he he nothing, and he says, oh that kind of thing. You're not gonna get that from WWE crowds. It's far too uh, sterile an environment to get real emotional reaction unless you are stepping over the line a little bit as opposed to just merely trolling.
2: I didn't have a strong positive immediate reaction to Cody's response to all of Roman's stuff. I just thought, I felt like Cody's line after Roman got done with his was a bit weak. Yeah. Like, it was like, now I have no choice but to beat you or whatever. It didn't, it didn't get me into the, it didn't talk me into the room more. It just, it it didn't, because it's sort of like all predicated on the idea like, well, if everything you guys are saying is true, but like, he doesn't believe that. So then I I, I don't know. I I, I found it. Cody was trying to be too clever.
3: Yeah. I mean, my, my knock against Cody is, is that you can watch the wheels turn and you can see when he's going, okay, now I need to milk the moment. And so he'll just, he'll just kind of, he'll do nothing for a moment or he'll nod and he'll wait and he'll wait. And i, I don't mind the, uh, I don't mind the slowness of the promo. But it, it's one of those things where it, it felt like they were trying to cut quiet promos, and quiet promos don't work in a stadium uh, or even an arena environment necessarily. You need to have, you know, someone there with a microphone and micing it up, and going back and forth so they can actually have the conversation as opposed to two people with microphones talking at each other right there necessarily. I, I I think if you want to have an intimate promo between these two, great, do it. But it doesn't have to be in the actual or in the actual ring to do it. I think that was my issue with it, was the staging of the entire thing.
2: Yeah. Here you go. Um, so I was while we were you were talking about this, I was just like reviewing NXT and I watched this episode. It was completely skippable. Uh, I mean the the most interesting stuff that's happening is the Hiana James Brigham Jensen stuff. And, and You're not I mean, wrong. You're no. absolutely
3: not wrong in it, terms it's, of
2: Oh, and also I, I shout out like the Creeds and Braun Breaker actually have really good babyface <laughs> chemistry. Uh, in Wait, particular before
3: we, before we move off from that. <laughs> the preposterousness of asking Damon Kemp to be your tag
2: partner. I loved. I loved that. That was so funny. <laughs> it was.
3: I loved it, but I'm also like, can someone just please call him a moron?
2: No, I mean the the best. The, the, that I loved that whole segment because it was clearly Brutus, like basically pulling like a practical joke on Julius, not once but twice, But like... <laughs> I, 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 and David no.
3: Kemp was phenomenal with his reaction. Oh, my I God.
2: Thought, Dave, I loved No, David Kemp's great. Uh, I, I mean, they have... This is so funny. Is it like, okay, the show sucks right now, but they've got a number of different people in that roster who are, like, very, very, very good. And you could yes. you could imagine quite easily this show being reconstituted in a much more coherent way around people like Carmelo Hayes, Roxanne Perez, the Creeds, Braun Breaker. I'll throw Tiffany
3: Stratton in there. I think she's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Stratton's pretty solid. She's Uh, not a
3: great wrestler yet, but she's good. But her, she has character down. (laughs) She has character in spades compared to say Gigi Dolan.
2: Boy. (laughs) She's <laughs> she's
3: she's not My good. My mom kicked me in the head. <laughs> okay. That's our Wait. new baby face. Okay. Um
2: I love I love that like the only way WWE knows how to like characterize female baby faces is that like they grew up living in a box. <laughs> oh, you're right. It, it, like Liv Morgan live? Li- lived in a box. Gigi Dolan lived in a box. Kicked in the head. Uh, like this is this is the way WWE does female baby faces. Well, they, they
3: do the whole we we've overcome our oh uh <laughs> uh uh Lacey and her Lacey, story too. Yeah,
2: lived in a box. Joined the military.
3: Lived in a box. Joined the military. All of them were homeless <laughs> and out on the streets until they found wrestling. And 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 specifically not, not that not that bingo hall crap, the WW. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brooks Jensen is gonna totally cock block his boy, right?
2: Uh, am I mixing it, the two up again? Yeah, well, you have Briggs and you have Jensen and Which and one's the virgin? Briggs Briggs Josh Briggs is going to cock block Brooks Jensen.
3: Yes, yes, that is yes. totally happening with uh, Brazzers secretary and uh, Buxom Brazilian or Bucksom Brazilian secretary and uh, porn accountant, as uh, somebody in the Voices Slack called her. Uh, I, I, you know. Um, that said, they're hitting the beats. It, it's it it's a it's a it's a trashy story, soap opera story. With a little bit of uh, a little bit of hitting a close to home for me, but <laughs> you know, falling in love with a woman who is bad for you is 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 a time honored tradition. Um, but they're hitting the the beats in this melodrama, and they're doing that one correctly as opposed to say Nathan Fraser, <laughs> who returned, okay.
2: Not really sure what he's doing.
3: We're wasting. We're still wasting the mid twenties of Tyler Bates somehow. I don't understand that. And he's, he's looking even worse. He's now not wearing knee pads. I think he's always not worn knee pads, but (laughs) he's, he's letting his hair grow out. He's, he's going to go live in a box for a while. I think (laughs) his,
2: his, like his character sucks now. And like his look sucks now. Like it's,
3: He's not the it, baby face underdog young champion anymore. Now he's, he's the 25 year old who's, who's who's under contract and deciding to waste his money getting tatted up and rebelling against the things that he used to be. It's, it's so weird.
2: It's so weird. Like it, you know, not everybody has that ability to be the, uh, like the white meat baby face yeah. like that. And like for him to just sort of punt on that to do, Yoga master, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the hell this thing it, is. Who,
3: he's doing Jason Kincaid's gimmick almost. When Kincaid decided to be, you know do this weird spiritual guru type thing, I, I, yeah, I uh, just take him, shake him, and go. What is the point of your character? What is it? What is his driving ambition?
2: Focus, <laughs> it's focusing his chi, apparently.
3: Wait, I need to take this moment. <clears throat> Oh, he, oh, So he's gonna, be, he's gonna be, he's gonna be transcendental. Orange Cassidy, is that the point? I mean, whatever.
2: Orange Cassidy, let go
3: the- of your material possessions and just be one with the mat.
2: Going the wrong way, man. Going the total, <laughs> going the total wrong way. Um, That's that
3: Carmela. That match was. Phenomenal I won't go phenomenal, but I, I love Carmelo and him together. Yeah, no, they're
2: really good. I I Trick Williams just didn't need to be there. No. Trick, Trick Williams is it it didn't he didn't need to be involved in this match. And I, I just think that
3: He's the ultimate walk-on in a scene that doesn't need a walk-on.
2: Yeah. He's just always there and he doesn't do anything he really. He
3: comes in, tells a joke that ruins the entire <laughs> The entire uh, energy of a scene, and then you have to cut the scene eventually, because it's just, sorry, improv reference. But no, no, was...
2: he, he's like the Madcap Moss to Carmelo Hayes's act, though. It's just like,
3: why is this guy here? The the record scratch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Madcap Moss. Is he a heel or a baby face? Who knows?
2: Mad- Madcap right now?
3: Well, they like, were doing the Emma program. Yeah, whereas, yeah, with, like, with
2: Emma, I think I think they're baby faces. But then, but then,
3: no, that was a heel thing with them. Then he goes in and he's a he's a baby face in in the match last week. Okay, can we all sit down with these people and figure out? Look, I don't need black and white. I just need you to know what your motivation is. That's all I need, really. I mean, as opposed to I'm going to be a character this week. I'm Madcap. I'm Idaho. <laughs> That's what I want. I want a Ralph Wiggum Idaho gimmick. Where he just comes in a sack of potatoes. It says, I'm the state of Idaho.
2: Does he live in a box?
3: He lives in a box.
2: Yes. Also, <laughs> oh, he's, he's a like baby face. Joby women's champion yeah, yeah. someday. Yeah, you know? he's, a, he, he's a baby face. He's
3: a baby face. He's a scrappy baby face. Look at this. Oh, the snark! And, and the funny thing is, I find SmackDown far more palatable than Raw.
2: Oh yeah, by a I lot. I just
3: cannot the, watch Raw on we are, we are,
2: speed. We are way back into the Raw is now must be fast forwarded in order to be digested sort of like territory I, for me.
3: I almost want to take the people saying Vince is back in creative, and say they're correct. They're not, but they, you know, but it feels that way but you also just think this is the institutionalized way that WrestleManias are built now. Although I liked Brock. <laughs> Can I say I liked Brock in his segment? Where he's, he's playing weird Saskatchewan cowboy. Here, here's the here's flask of moonshine that made him a still. Let's drink, MVP. Sure. Point to the sign, spit, take F5.
2: I mean, Good I thought you. that that segment was fine. I mean, it was it was a little long, but like, and you knew where it was going. But sometimes long and you know know where it's going, like the big build is worth it. Bray? Uh,
3: question mark?
2: Yeah, Bray? Question mark? <laughs> like, <sighs> and, and, and so now Lashley gets a feud with Bray Wyatt because he didn't want to have a match with Brock Lesnar.
3: Again, I'm going to say this about them. I'm going to say this about the House of Black. I'm going to say this about anybody who decides that they have watched a lot of early to mid-aught WWE and have decided to do something Undertaker-adjacent or spooky character-adjacent or something mind games aren't enough because they come off as so so just I'm going to chew this scenery right now and oh he's playing mind games with him to what end?
2: it's the Joe Gacy thing too Like, like jo- the-
3: oh yeah Joe Gacy who is although I kind of kind of like that idea of he's going to open his own school I kind of want to see this
2: I mean, I'm I'm actually sorta of here for like a faction war between Chase U and the, the Schism. Like, like this, and this Schism
3: sch- College. A private, small liberal arts school in the northeast.
2: And, and, no, like SCC. It's Schism Community College.
3: Schism Community College. It's a diploma mill for uh
2: <laughs> They're like Phoenix University.
3: <laughs> oh, they're for profit.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's,
3: Chase is running
2: like a real school, and they're running like, yes. So,
3: Schism, Schism Community College is is a four pay correspondence school in the dark arts.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, could, ba- get, you could get your two year degree in Unity.
3: In Unity, in hugs, in white contact lenses, and shaved heads. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: how we gimm- not figured out to abort death?
2: this for the grizzled young
3: vets? How we not? Geez,
2: figure- <laughs> I know. Like, I, I, again, talking about how you've got this loaded roster where you could imagine doing literally anything else with some of these people. Like, and
3: we have uh Ava, no longer Ava Rain, Ava matriculating there, and we'll probably get uh, we'll probably get uh, Isla Dawn and uh, Alba, am Al- trying to remember a terrible name, Alba Fire. In there because my God, did they just you know what's fun? They oh look, Alba Fire. Let's pour ice cold water on her and put out that flame.
2: No, yeah, I, to okay. do that to do that with Kaylee Ray, who was like a forever champion, literally yeah, like, you know, like to to just rebrand her as Alba Fire and like completely erase her title reign, essentially <laughs> baffling.
3: This show that they are going to have WrestleMania weekend is no buys so far because the the, the programs that they have. Okay, we're going to we're going to get rid of Mako and and uh, Roxanne next week, which is ridiculous. Uh I'm training with her. No, that never MMA. You separate training camps. What are you doing? Stupid baby face. So we're gonna get Roxanne and probably Tiffany Stratton, which I forget if this thing's at Nokia Live or if it's at or if it's at LA Live or if it's in the actual Crypto dot com arena. But that thing's gonna be a ghost town if it's in the bigger arena. Unless I, than-
2: I don't yeah. think Tri- Tiffany Stratton is ready to be uh like i mean she's I not I, ready
3: for prime time is what you're saying
2: no I don't think she's ready to be belted yet and I, I think especially if you have Roxanne beat Mako uh at that point you've basically told the Roxanne Perez story yeah so I the, I just I yeah
3: I yeah uh, I I
2: I, 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 I like there's a lot of things that Stratton's got going for her but she's not she should not be seriously in the conversation for the title just yet
3: let's end yeah. on a positive note with WWE Dominic Mysterio is still great.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I know the, the it's like it it's all good stupid fun, like Rhea Ripley like winning his matches for him and then him doing like the frog splash, like he's he's ridiculous. He
3: gets it. Um all right, so non-revolution AEW notes. Um here is a rant I went on Wednesday and I'm going to kind of repeat most of it here. Um, AEW has a can't plug their guest stars problem Aussie Open should be a much, much bigger deal coming in from New Japan and having you know, being a for lack of a better term being an attraction for the spreadsheet nerds and there's, they've been stuck the past couple of weeks in battle royals, not really doing all that much yeah uh, same with, uh, I mean, Juice Robinson had this problem when they brought him in. Uh, heck, Switchblade had this problem when they brought him in. Uh, Commander in the face of the Revolution ladder match. We got a day or two, or actually, I think we got a little bit longer, but you know, there was no hyping <laughs> on television about this with video packages and really saying, this is a big deal that this guy is coming in.
2: I had no idea who Commander was.
3: He is uh, the hottest luchador on the American indie scene right now. Uh, he's done PWG a couple times. He is—he is what people said Grand Metalik was a few years ago. Um, just Word. a, a, a rope walking um, uh, dynamo. No,
2: no, I—I I saw some of the match. He—he he is quite good. Um, they need to tell me these things. Yes. Like it, and
3: it, show me these things over the neon course.
2: neon sign. I don't mean with, uh, something on Twitter or no, like neon sign. the 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 story of the match should even be going through. Like, who is Commander? Why is he here? What is I, he doing? I
3: will give you an example. Um, there are probably better examples, but this was the one that came to mind uh, first from my childhood and my wrestling when the Road Warriors turned on on Dusty. With the uh, with the six man champ Spoiler for the six alert. man titles, and they needed a replacement, and they started hyping up Tenru, and and I believe there was a couple of video packages in there. I might be incorrect about that, but they hyped him for weeks before we ever saw a Tenru match with the Road Warriors. And boy, Chris, did that get me hyped to see who this Tenru guy was. That's all I, I want the build a little bit here, as opposed to slapdash. Well, that's not how modern television, indie wrestling, blah, blah. Okay. Great.
2: Dude, WCW used to be so good about building Jushin Liger, like whenever he was coming in. He's for like,
3: coming, yes. Weeks that's, of that's an even better one. There are weeks of Jushin Liger, come, or Jushin Liger is returning. Yep. Whenever yep. he'd come back. Yes. No, that was a great one. And, and uh, well, Aussie Open did a match on the new Ring of Honor. I would have kept anything New Japan, because Zack Sabre Jr. apparently was also on this Ring of Honor show. I would keep anything main roster New Japan off of Ring of Honor. For the very reason that Ring of Honor is your secondary brand under the AEW banner, and you want them to seem prestigious. Especially, I mean, look, you're going to get the same people buying Forbidden Door. Don't get me wrong. But there is a certain panache to... Making people seem like a big deal, and Ring of Honor ain't it to me. I get wanting eyeballs there, but stars need to be treated as stars, and and I just think when they do the guest star thing, it, it's just an afterthought of oh he's better known from New Japan, and so we're going to put him on Rampage and you know the halfway death spot or whatever, and you're just like okay, it, w- was just his presence supposed to? Bring viewers, just the, oh, a couple people on a message board love him. So he's. I, I think they are dropping the ball on the guest star thing.
4: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club, Off. Again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net. Arena Club.com slash VOW net for ten percent off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
2: I I completely agree. I I think that the other benefit that you get from making these sorts of promotional videos is you make it seem like AEW is getting these big names in. Yes. Like like the the anticipation makes whatever act it is feel bigger. And when you just like throw that act out there, they don't feel as big as they could be.
3: And of course, give me a squash match.
2: (laughs) I mean, I,
3: introduce me
2: like, this is kind of like a bizarre example, but like run with me here. You you run a restaurant and you book Willie Nelson and like, <laughs> but, but like you don't promote him or anything. You just like put Willie Nelson live music tonight, <laughs> live music tonight. Willie Nelson's in the corner. You don't even like set up a stage or like a real PA thing. Like, you could go well. The evening was fine. Willie Nelson came in there and delighted the twenty people who were there, who were agape. No, you see, were... Chris,
3: Chris, we don't announce it, and then word of mouth goes around that. Oh my God, Willie Nelson was at uh, Maggiano's Italian Grill.
1: <laughs>
3: Never to return For country music night at the Italian it, it, place. It, yeah, it,
2: it, like it's it it. it, it
3: that way it's we say about marketing.
2: See how this works, I don't know.
3: You have billions to it, and also uh, just just a big pet peeve from watching Dynamite, which overall was very good. I thought it had some really really good promos that we. Man, might... that
2: Orange Cassidy match was like so close to the type of match that we've been saying we wanted Orange Cassidy to have for a long yeah. time. I, I I liked it a lot,
3: but uh, here's my gripe. Can we get some sound mixing and some microphones and test them and maybe not do a live tape backstage when we can do a couple takes and then edit the sound mixing in post and make it seem live? The uh, the, the Britt Baker promo, you missed half of it because the sound was being drowned out by the crowd. You missed some of the parts of the Adam Page promo because he's doing it under a bridge or in a farm or whatever the heck it was and nobody had a boom mic. They were using the microphone on the camera or the iPhone or whatever they were using, and it wasn't picking up some of the stuff. I mean, all the sound mixing was, for for good moments, was a problem. And I'm just like, this... I'm not saying this is low rent, but even the lowest rent, basic cable pro wrestling on Saturday from 1985, use the stick mics if you need to. (laughs) Okay? Okay? I just want to hear the people as opposed to the ambient noise of the environment, as he's trying to cut a, cut a promo where he says he doesn't like violence or whatever. I mean, you know, get, get, mic your people up, get some lav mics, get a boom mic, something show me you care. Cause that's the problem is it's this Ed Wood filmmaking where it's like, Oh, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to do some gorilla filmmaking right now. We're going to do it once. And then I can't hear like half of Jake, the snake Roberts in an alley. Or whatever, I, it, it's it's been going on for three years now, Chris. Uh, you know what grinds my gears? I, I now stop. Uh,
2: I, the multi man AEW match, uh, particularly like the battle royal sort of thingies, uh, they they are Over just <laughs> and they're very flat for me. Like the yes. tag the tag team battle royal in particular, like because like, I feel like they've done a few of these now in the last couple of months.
3: Was the same teams as last week?
2: It, it was it was it? This, it OK, other, so that was other, last. Other that, was than last Dan, that was last week. All right. Other, other I, than I feel Dan like
3: housing in Orange Cassidy. Yeah, pretty much. I,
2: I don't I don't want to be like reductive and be like, I feel like I see one of these things like nearly every week. But like it feel OK. So that was literally just last week.
3: All right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, no, I, they I, they did. They did the, a
3: regular battle royal last week and this week they did a casino battle royal.
2: I wish they could find a way to book these to be interesting. I really do, Um, because they aren't, and they just happen. And I'm waiting. I usually just skip to the end because it's they're not great vehicles for storytelling, right? Uh, um, And Um, the action is usually schmeh. The latter match was fine. I I mean, like beyond beyond fine. Like they did a lot, like you know, death defying stuff. It's just like again. I Not a lot win. of build. I, I okay. I want these ladder matches, man. Especially when you get you get five people. Freak. I know where we're going. I want these people to have legitimate reasons why it would make sense for them to win this ladder match. Yes. Like Preach. Sammy Guevara is just effing there. Like there, there's no. Like Sammy Guevara is gonna, you know, go up against Samoa Joe, like, or go up against Wardlow, or like, there's just, there's not, there's not plausibility going into these matches, and they could be tremendous vehicles for storytelling if there was, but instead, like, the main focus when they get these matches together is let's get a bunch of really badass workers like Commander, like Guevara, like A R Fox, and we know that they'll do really cool stuff. They're going to yes. go out there and they're going to do the cool stuff. Uh, but, like, we don't have stories for A.R. Fox. I like A.R. Fox. A.R. Fox is a, you know, Lucha Underground. He was a good little storyteller, too. Um, it, I, but none of these people have any reason of being there. It's it's uh, In a lot of ways, it's my same frustration with, like, Cody being airdropped into the Roman Reigns bloodline storyline. But, um, like, AEW is very, very content to just, like, slap good workers together and i mean look they've got uh, for a certain segment of their fan base for sure uh that is that's enough but for me i need i need these to be vehicles for storytelling and again
3: ways. i understand that this is modern wrestling as people say oh we've met on with the times but i at least want to think you're well, trying yeah, to that, win the, you're I trying to win the match as, to
2: me today the, in, in the modern era huh I don't know. It's like, well, this is modern wrestling. I'm like, that's okay. Then let's do the let's tell me stories today then. Like yeah, that's it, my, it, that's my response to modern yeah. no, as a I,
3: critique. I agree cuz it's it's the it's the theme park stunt show and I get it. But I actually want them to... <laughs> Are they trying to win the match or are they just going to do this cool thing? Because that's the thing that takes me out of these matches is the moment that somebody just decides, I'm going to do something kooky and crazy, but I'm not really trying to win the match. I just want to do this kooky thing because I got this ladder here and I can fly. That said, Sammy Guevara is the king of these matches and uh, and he is fantastic and he was the best thing about it. I thought Takeshta did solid. I have no problem with referees steadying people, but I wish we would just coach people to get new ladders. (laughs) You don't need to use that ladder right there that you just screwed up and bent out of shape and climb it. Your safety is important to us. That's why I will defend the referees doing that. I wish they'd shoot it a little different so that they hide the referees holding the ladder. But, you have 12 ladders out there. Use another one. We'll figure out where to cut time later. You know, I just... I, I, yeah. Uh, any, any response to that, or should we just go into the preview?
2: Oh, we can just go into the preview. At
3: okay, this point. I have yeah. rented long enough. AEW Revolution. Why is it the most important of, of the company's history? Well, because, as we said in the news segment, they lost almost, what, 300,000 viewers from week to week for their go-home show. They have a new champion on his first defense. And I'm not certain the product's getting any hotter. I I like MJF. Don't get me wrong. I think they lost a little bit of the through line when they decided to uh, make... The, the the ending was in the beginning, and in the beginning, it was MJF is a fraud of a wrestler compared to Daniel or to Brian Danielson. Well, he proved that wrong with the Takeshita win, and now we're going into MJF is a sociopath, losing his marbles, telling st- telling his origin story week after week, which changes, always dealing with some sort of trauma that then <laughs> goes into him saying terrible things. Um. Yeah, I... I, I no, I, you have
2: to write your own story with this story, and that's why this story sucks. It, it is... I, I've seen people endeavor to explain why this is a coherent story, and all these versions of why it is a good story have a different story to them. So that tells me that it's not actually a very good story. People are filling in the gray space with colors they like, and that makes a more pleasant painting. But I, I think you nailed it. The, the the whole MJF story at the beginning, uh, to use the ending is the beginning, or, like, should be seated in the beginning, and this is part of the reason why this has gotten so off the rails, is you have this whole inflection point with Regal, but we can't really talk about that. Um, and the whole basic idea that, like, Regal didn't think he was good enough. Um, and then... The story, you know, is that he is a fraud, like he's not good enough to be Danielson. So he inflicts the injury onto Danielson. Um, but even that was sort of convoluted, like for he, he inflicts the injury onto Danielson and then makes him go through a gauntlet. That's a, like a complete Rube Goldberg machine of a trial of ordeals for Danielson as the challenger. And it hasn't actually made a more coherent story. And. Now we we have told multiple Joker like origin stories for this guy. It, it, I guess the most cogent thing is MJF's just a bad dude. It it doesn't really matter what his origin story is. He's just a bad guy. He's, He's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> womp 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 fart noise yeah. like that that that's it and. To even get to that, that's not actually the story they've told. You have to kind of finish connecting those dots for no, yourself. No,
3: and, and to that point, it was, okay, he's the devil. He's in control of all these things, and now all of a sudden he's lost control. Well, that's just because we didn't follow up on anything with The Firm or Stokely Hathaway, or anything. everybody's going, oh, watch. I'll do it here. Great. But, hey, you know, you're going to tell me that if they if they resurrect anything about The Firm or The Pinnacle – Tonight, that that's long, good long-term storytelling, or is it just they just dropped all the beats and decided that would be the ending going to be?
2: Yeah, and, and then that ending wouldn't have been earned. It has nothing yes. to do with it has nothing to do with attacking Regal, right? Which was the initial starting point for Danielson. The reason why Danielson, Danielson wanted to beat. I mean, this is the other. reason why this story sucks. Danielson's motivations have just been moving all over the place too. It's not just MJF's characterization, right? Danielson was out there initially to avenge the attack on Regal because even though Regal did a bad thing, Danielson still has like such a deep love for Regal and such contempt for what MJF did to Regal that like he he needed revenge even more than the title.
3: Well, well, the fascinating thing is in the past, month or two we have completely shifted all of the motivations of the blackpool combat club we have taken we have taken claudio and yuda and turned them heelish along with moxley and we have taken the heelish danielson and turned him babyface with absolutely no reason to it other than (laughs) narrative convenience yes yes exactly it's it's yeah. Um, anyways, eight matches as a post time. I was I was going to look at Twitter to see if Hobbs somehow interjected himself into this TNT championship match, which I think he probably should because it's in San Francisco. But I'll go with what's written here instead. If you want to look at, well, actually I have the Twitter, so I can do it sometime. Yeah. We're talking. yeah. Uh, starting with Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, Jack Perry in a final burial match. I liked Christian Cage's promo. I think he, his promo is just straight ahead. It's what MJF should be doing, but MJF wants the laugh line so bad in there to kind of release the tension of being a jerk. I hated that that Jack Perry thing. What? You know, we, we say AEW wants to be an alternative to WWE, but so many people have creative instincts that want to be WWE. And this thing, I, th- I thought for sure he was burying the old Jungle Boy gimmick, and we we're going to get Jack Perry born-again hardcore after the, the the misstep last week of him being a badass babyface and then coming back to be a stupid babyface. Nope! he's You see, he's burying Christian Cage. <laughs> mm. Mm. We have replayed this feud 8 million times, it seems, in the past year and a half, two years are we done with it at this point chris who wins between Uh, christian cage and jack perry
2: i almost want to say christian cage wins because of luchasaurus yes the
3: the
2: the ending is in the beginning you see
3: you see yes
2: uh, it, it's gotta be Jack Perry, but like the Jungle Boy gimmick's the something that does need to be buried here. So like it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility that Cage wins
3: somehow. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just oh, it feels like Luchasaurus comes back. <laughs> okay, it what? looks like it looks like Powerhouse may may have inserted himself into the match. Uh so we'll we'll go under the assumption that I am that that that, that is correct. Um and we'll we'll see what happens or he might just cash it in at at revolution but let's let's just go under the assumption that he is involved somehow in this Samoa Joe Wardlow match but we'll get to that assay in in a well-built uh, lore storyline weeks in the making and with the drama and intensity there the elite of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson fresh off of playing basketball with uh, with the Hardy family office, or whatever the hell they're calling it right now. Versus the House of Black of Malachi Black, Brody King, Buddy Matthews, Julia Hart, Dark Rooms, Spooky, Teleporting, type things. You know, that kind of stuff. It will be a great, well-worked choreographed match that people will rave about, I am certain of this. What's the narrative through line here? Do the House of Black get the trio's titles or no?
2: Um, n- 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 no, they don't. I think the the elite retain.
3: I think this is the, this feud must continue. Yeah. Type of thing. And it's like, oh, okay. But you get to see them fight again. Okay. Fight forever. Oh, you mean like the best of seven?
2: God. like <laughs> That made
3: these titles they, so important.
2: Yeah, it, it, and there were such memorable matches. I mean, who could who could forget the action of match number
3: three? Here's what I'm also gonna say. I implore you, if you are an AEW fan, buy this pay per view. They get 833,000 to a million viewers a week, and they only get 173,000 of you buying the pay per view. I, I know some of you. Oh, it's big corporation. I can't afford it. Whatever. But, yeah whatever you need to do to show your support for your artists and to make this company successful, actually practice random acts of paying for your content. Rant over. (laughs) Rebuttal, Chris, or no.
2: I mean, (laughs) I don't, here's the thing. The price tag that they put on this, I I just feel like they, 60s uh. high. It's high and you're under obligation to create something that's worth that price tag. And I don't.
3: Okay. Fair. I don't.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I think, and that's the same thing with bands, right? Like if I have a band and I want to charge like $40 or whatever, I need to be delivering a $40 experience.
3: They only do four of these a year, but it's funny. It's cheaper to get into the building than it is to buy the pay-per-view at last they they had a low number and this was what I was going to bring up before I even got into this but uh, the number as of the observer press time there were 7,662 tickets out for the show a disappointing number for an AEW pay-per-view and the lowest total a few days out since they were able to return to full capacity shows after the pandemic the getting price on the secondary market is down to $32 so there is no late rush of interest caused by something or other Although there's no point in buying a low price secondary ticket now when there are plenty of them available at regular prices in a building that would sell for a pro-wrestling stage set up of about 12500 Not great. <sighs> proof is in the, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. That's all I'm going to say. Jamie Hayter versus Soraya versus Ruby Soho in a three-way match for the AEW Women's World Title.
2: I hate this story so much. Like, I this match, this Ruby's choice. I, this match might be okay, but I hate this story so much.
3: What was the point of Riho and Tony Storm in all this other than to get everybody out there to start fighting? I guess that is one, and then play Ruby. You're music. right, because
2: it's, it's Soraya in the match. Yes. Like, what the hell? Like, what? I just- I, I mean, I, why I, why wouldn't we be trying to put Soraya over unless we're being protective of her?
3: DMD's getting involved. Tony's getting involved. Whoever's going to help Second Ruby is going to get involved. I'm thinking Sheeta. I don't know that for a fact. Doesn't look like we're we're heading to blood and guts. It looks like we're heading to. We're heading to DOA versus Los Barriquas versus <laughs> faction warfare from uh... the back nation back to... of domination was the, the nation other one. of dominations involved. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. From the, uh, the the infamous race war angle that fits ran in the 90s.
3: Chris, Jer- oh, who do you have winning? I have hater retaining. Easy.
2: Yeah, hater retains.
3: Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks in a singles match. The Jericho Appreciation Society are banned from ringside, Chris.
2: Well, all the current members are.
3: Yes. Although (laughs) narrative structure says if Sammy puts (laughs) Action Andretti through another ladder with Daniel Garcia's help, that would not make me go, you know, I really respect those guys and what they did to me.
2: <laughs> but I'm so, so this
3: I... is the way to, that Jericho thinks he's going to get Andretti over is to be his butler in the JAS. I hope that's not the call here. I hope it's Andretti somehow helps Ricky Starks. But if that happens, of what use is it giving Ricky Starks the win because he got help? Every instinct in here says to me, overbooked mess.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Jericho wins.
3: Wow. No, you don't. No, not after that beat down on Ricky Starks. You can't do that, Chris. I, I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you to change your mind here and try and try and. No, get but here's
2: the here's the thing. I saw Daniel Garcia this week, and I remembered when he was like one of the most interesting young wrestlers that we had seen in a long time.
3: He has a little and that, pants now, Chris.
2: And he wears pants now. He has
3: pants now.
2: He has pants now. Jericho and has
3: a. <laughs> not, uh, this Hender guy. This
2: guy a hat. Yeah. Garcia has pants, and Chris Jericho is a black hole vortex
3: that, like. Although Ricky Starks has those shirts he's been wearing, like The Rock. Maybe, maybe that's his. Maybe Ricky Starks joins the J. Yes,
2: the match. The match ends in a no contest when Ricky Starks gets himself counted out by joining the Jericho Appreciation Society uh,
3: and doing his rock shtick. And, yeah.
2: And- <laughs> After action, Andretti makes an impassioned plea to him in get- the middle of the match,
3: and and then uh, who gets the shoes? Oh, Sammy Guevara has to get those uh, Seth Rollins shoes. And like
2: Andretti will have to get like a stupid haircut. He'll be like stupid yeah. haircut guy.
3: Yeah, he'll be stupid haircut guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have starts winning this, but I'm not confident about it. I I think I think no. Trust me, I'll get the kid over.
2: Yeah, no. I I mean, Chris Jericho's ability to get people over, uh, the Jericho way in this company has really been something to behold.
3: Yes, we we have gone on long rants about that. Um. John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page in Texas Death. <laughs> As they call it, not a Texas Death match, but yes, a Texas Death match. Uh, look, this match is going to be fantastic, I think. And it's going to have <laughs> all, all of John Moxley's frontier martial arts wrestling thing. I think we're getting boards with barbed wire on it. I think we're getting the Kenny Omega type match. I loved John Moxley's promo. I think this is one of the better promos he's ever done in his life on Dynamite.
2: Oh, yeah, it was a really good promo. That was a really good promo.
3: I think Adam Page has to win this. There's no there's no excuse for John Moxley to win this thing.
2: I mean, unless you're turning Moxley heel, like, if you want to really commit to the heel thing.
3: Do we want Blackpool Combat Club to come out and try to screw Page and then the Elite make the save?
2: I, mean, I guess. I don't know. I just I can't. don't know.
3: I I just think Hangman has to win this one. Get a nice strong win over Moxley. Moxley can take his much-deserved vacation. We can try and give Hangman some upper upper main event caliber uh promo time and programs hopefully and get him away from the dark order. And maybe maybe see if he's the star of tomorrow that we thought he should have been when this company opened. I just, everybody's like, ah, oh, this emo cow, he's an emo cowboy, it works. I'm just like, no, it doesn't. Sorry. <laughs> the ratings say different. For uh, the tag team match, a controversial match. The, oh Chris, the, the work rate people are very, very upset. That these four teams are in this as opposed to the four teams that were on Dynamite, which would have been a much, much more entertaining match. I think this match is going to over deliver in some ways, but we'll. Ex- I'll explain when I break it down. But I'll let you break it down first. The Guns, your champions, coming in Austin and Colton versus the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster versus the best tag team right now in AEW, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. How do you see this?
2: Look, this is this is a story match. Yes, thank you. And they made a decision, which I basically applaud here, of going, we're not gonna, we're not even gonna burden this down with like work kind of spots. I mean, there'll, there'll be some, you know, like Lethal and Orange Cassidy will do some cool stuff, undoubtedly, um, and the acclaimed will do some cool stuff. And the guns will probably over-deliver here, but, like, this is... If you're going to have the guns retain, which is kind of what my prediction is, the guns should be retaining over teams at this level. They shouldn't be retaining over, like, the best in the world. Like, that'd be a ridiculous overbooking. Banana of those peel guys.
3: finishes, all those yes. things. Yeah.
2: yeah, it'd be a ridiculous overbooking of those guys.
3: Miz the tag team. You don't want that necessarily. No,
2: no, 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 no. They, I mean... I think they need to run with the guns for a minute here. See what you got. Um, and that means slowly ramping them up. And this is a perfect vehicle for them to win.
3: I think there's gonna be a little bit too much whimsy and whimsical comedy for my taste at first. My strategy would be to knock Danhausen out early, like against a barricade or something, so he can then do a comeback and his curse and whatever. But you let Orange Cassie be the guy on the apron trying to win it for his team. And that's that's the struggle and that's the emotion in there while these other guys are fighting each other. I think Lethal and Jarrett are going to make everybody look like a million bucks. I think not enough is said about how Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett are, are just killing this. I think there'll be a couple of spots. There'll probably be a best friend spot in here. I am fully expecting the drama on this To be around Billy Gunn, rejoining with his sons. I don't see any narrative cohesiveness to it, other than they're my sons. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they kicked my ass, but I got to respect them for it. I hate that as a motive, but it might happen. But yeah, I I think you know what I think there's gonna be one of those matches that everybody goes, man. I was expecting this to suck, but I rated it four stars on my Excel spreadsheet. You know that kind of thing. Um, I think it's gonna over deliver. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it's gonna over deliver. It's not gonna look. It's not gonna be a match Uh, of year candidate.
2: No, I'm not gonna go that far. I I I think it'll be a a good solid. It's gonna be a -er. a
3: solid fun match, I think. And everybody involved is mostly fun. Danhausen. Not the biggest fan of Dan Housen's ring work, but he's, you know, he has his place and he's over. And you can hide his weaknesses. And I think that's what's going to happen. I am just wondering about the acclaimed actually coming out of this match. Lethal and Jared will be fine. Lethal and Jared are the best. Lethal and Jared get booze vociferously and they know it and they know how to milk it. I don't know what you do from the acclaimed after they're out of the tag team title picture because they're not an elite team you can put up against the pentas and the and the and and like the bucks necessarily but they're not bad but i think they needed the belts more than the even more than the guns do i think the acclaim need need these titles to really and they needed a nice long run but there's, there's no way the guns are losing this in this match. Are my concerns valid here, Chris, or am I missing
2: something? No, no, I, I think you're dead on the money. The acclaimed increasingly seem like a, a team that absolutely needs the belts and, like, a long title reign to get, like, they, they need them. It, it helps cover up that, like, yeah, they aren't quite at the, uh, they're not Aussie open. They're not uh, Penta and Phoenix, you know. When when Penta and Phoenix decide to show up, yeah, uh, yeah, no, like the, there there are a lot of teams that they're not at the level at, and the belts kind of help cover that up.
3: And finally, in your main event of the evening, millennials shudder because I don't think they've had to sit through these types of matches. Sixty minutes, definitely happening. Iron Man match for the. AEW World Championship. Short attention spans. Leave them at the door. Your champion MJF versus Brian Danielson. Break it down for me, Chris.
2: I mean, is there any other way for this to go other than MJF wins? I, I it would be. How,
3: how do they get there? Let's go with that. Because I think it... we both agree, although. I think there is a strong case and I know it sounds nuts because of how much I asked to put the belt on MJF if Brian Danielson wants to be the guy in AEW and Tony wants to actually market this company and get some growth
2: there's a case for abandoning ship on MJF I'm with you There, there there is a case to be made for abandoning ship on this
3: I don't feel good saying that either by any means, because I love me some MJF. And I, I i was saying a heel champion who could talk was going to be the secret to blowing this up. I haven't seen it yet, though. Maybe after this match? Maybe. But, uh, yeah.
2: Man, uh, you know, for my money, I'll take Roman Reigns' cadence as like a heel promo over MJFs. I, I, I just, I find... Roman's character to just be a so much more of a complete top heel champion on the he's other He's a more show. in control
3: champion, definitely.
2: Yeah, I, I mean it, it, he he's just a more complete and in, in control character. Uh with with like layers and it and it feels a lot more consistent. MJF MJF has felt really all over the place.
3: Do you think this uh, is a 1-0 match? Do you think it goes into overtime or do you think it's one with multiple falls or do you think it's somewhere in between?
2: That would be the I, – I think the most interesting story would be it's 1-0 and it's MJF finally breaking Danielson in the final moment, like the final minute.
3: We go to go 2 nothing or to tie it?
2: Um, Like, <laughs> no, no, to, to win. Okay. Yeah, like, like okay, or maybe –
3: Zero, 0 going into the last ma-
2: ma- No, it's 1-1 yeah, it's one, one going one, into the last. Yeah, and, and MJF just completely goes ruthless on Danielson's arm and finally makes, like, Danielson cry and tap out.
3: I could see something like a 5-4 match or, like, two of the falls that MJF gives up are just him getting DQ'd after just waylaying him with a chair because they were playing up that shoulder storyline, which they sort of dropped in the last couple weeks. The arm storyline, whatever it is, um, yeah, you know that that thing where it's like he's willing to give up falls to to damage him for later, and eventually getting that last uh, that last fall within the last minute or something like that. Um, I-, I I could see I could see them doing a lot of falls just to keep the crowd into it like a high scoring football game type of thing where there's no defense. And it's like 47 to 35 or something. Man, like that,
2: that goes that that goes the other way though. I But I, that I, helps
3: I, MJ but that helps MJF in his uh it's not that MJF's a bad wrestler. It's just that he doesn't really have a technical game plan in there to wear a guy down type of a thing. Yeah. Uh, so I mean it's I am gonna I'm gonna err on the side that this is a quote unquote high scoring game just to just to get people involved and keep them excited as opposed to watching and waiting and building the tension for one fall in 60 minutes. I, I think you can't do that with this audience. I think the crowd will turn on the match a little bit to be honest with you.
2: I go but, MJF wins two one.
3: Okay. I, I think it's I think it's a much higher number than that. I'm going to go with many multiple falls, but MJF winning. Uh, put numbers.
2: Any... Put numbers. Numbers are, it means nothing. Numbers okay. are your whole life's a lie. Uh,
3: I will say eight seven. Okay. I think there will be fifteen falls in some way in this match, and it'll okay. keep it active or whatever. Uh, do you see any special guest stars for this match, or is or is it just the brass nooks?
2: <laughs> Hmm. Mm.
3: Those are Regals, Brass Nooks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> with no William Regal. Uh, I mean, so it's like AEW booking, so like this this, Actually, uh, this doesn't make a ton of sense, but run with me here. MJF is somehow bought off Blackpool Combat Club, and they turn on Danielson. Wow. Wow.
3: Uh, <laughs> I would, I would not be shocked if, if this is how the uh, the firm reemerges somehow. God. Uh, I know some people were saying maybe the pinnacle, but I, God, I just did not see the pinnacle ever coming back. And after listening to Dax's podcast, which you have to take with a heavy, heavy grains of salt, I, I just don't see it working again if they do it, just because it was. Anyways, what,
2: what if like Adam Cole costs him the match?
3: And we just move on to Danielson and Cole? Or Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I could see that. Where he comes out and you think he's a baby face because of all these promos he's been doing, and he actually goes just right back to what he's always been. I'm here for that.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I I mean, I think they're gonna I think they're still trying to make MJF and they're not going to want to get, like, too outside helpy, but, like... Here's
3: what I don't want. I'll tell you what I don't want. I, I don't want Stokely coming on them teasing that, oh, he's still fighting with MJF, and they turn out to be on the same side. We dropped that story weeks ago, and it wasn't so that we could forget it. It's because you had no idea what to do with it. <laughs> But go ahead, I'm sorry, no,
2: no, I mean, it just it, it the the idea of reintroducing the firm after they punted because they had no idea how to use the firm, yeah, uh, it, no,
3: they were doing long term storytelling and fooling you all
2: they they have it. I mean, this is the only thing about like, would changing <laughs> champions do anything? I mean, I think it might help because the m j f thing is going, you know it's kind of floundering for my taste. But I think they'd be in the same issues of, like, not knowing how to book their champion in a coherent way from week to week to week.
3: Final question, because uh, I, I somebody pitched this to me, and I was like, I know, I hate that idea. Brian Danielson wins, and MJF goes full-on out of control and has to chase again, then win the title back from Brian Danielson the next time, but in a completely new revamped gimmick
2: i mean i don't love it um do i i you know and this danielson was better this week was better than like what we've gotten from danielson in previous weeks but i'm like i'm not convinced right now that he can um capture the daniel bryan magic again Oh,
3: i I actually skipped samoa john wardlow uh yeah, I think Hobbs wins that title somehow.
2: <laughs> I do too. I think, I think Hobbs is winning. I know. There we so. go.
3: Uh, we'll, we'll end it there. You can follow me at Crap Game 13 on Twitter. You can follow Chris at drnov, D O C T O R underscore N O V on Instagram. You can just follow the show at shake them ropes all one word. We are part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network, podcasting for, uh, for the uh, educated professional wrestling fan Uh, i also do a show called the dynamite show over on fight game media patreon.com fight game media for five bucks a month you can hear myself and paul ace fontaine uh thoroughly deconstruct the week in aew dynamite hot takes before i bring the cold takes over here chris has other interests too he'll tell you about them now
2: yeah i'm interested in authenticity and you can you can find authenticity here on this show every week in in a format that we call podcast Verite. Uh, I am also interested in cats. Uh, I have an Instagram. I teach music lessons if you want music lessons, you can you can hit me up for those. Uh, I was interested in politics. I, I mean, I still might do a show. I haven't decided yet. I've got a lot of interest, Hawkins. I don't. Do you like wrestling trivia? Then check out the five-star match game, the Pro Wrestling Quiz Show. I'm Joe Gagney, and every episode, I grill three contestants with five rounds of
3: power-packed wrestling trivia. We have over 30 evergreen episodes in the archives covering WWE,
4: AEW, Japan, Mexico, and much, 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 much more. Play along at home and check it out today.